This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. Biking is about rhythm and flow. It's a wind in your face and the challenge of hammering up a long hill. It's a reward at the top and the thrill of the high-speed descent. Biking lets you come alive in both body and spirit. And that's from Gary Klein. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been, and we know. Bug Radio Show here on Radical Radio 3CR, a show about bicycles, loving them, riding them and fixing them. We've got a bit of a show coming up today, a look at, um, how shall I put it, um, infrastructure and ways of moving around suburbs, specifically the Marybeck transport strategy. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. Faith, good morning. Good morning, Val. Um, one question. Have we reached peak jacaranda yet, or are we a week away? Oh, I don't know. I think with the rain, we've peaked. We're there's, peaked. There's quite a bit of jacaranda lying on the... the um, that would be my observation from... I think the peak was last week during those hot days. Yep. Um, not just Edinburgh Gardens, but some of the laneways up around Brunswick and that have some amazing jacarandas. You can find them everywhere. <laughs> you can't go past a laneway in Melbourne and look down a laneway and see a jacaranda tree grow over the back. Oh, and this morning I was uh, in a, a laneway with the most stunning eucalypts at the the back of some housing commission flats. Just absolutely, the ones with the uh, multicoloured trunks. Oh, so spotted gums. Or after a bit of rain, all the colours come, come out, out and uh, just looking absolutely brilliant. There you go. A little bit of botanical news for around Melbourne. The Persian <laughs> lilacs have lost their bloom and the jacarandas have taken over. I sometimes, when we have a guest and uh, I go through the, or we go through, you know, what a bike moment is, and one of the ones I always use as an example is riding on the road, same direction as the wind, and a McDonald's wrapper is riding down the street at the same time. Anybody who was out riding a bike on Friday... <laughs> that was going to be my bike moment. Oh, that's all right. It's not, it's not the tree branches that were going at the same time as me. No worries. Um, I, you know, I, I had to go out and had a little bit of hunting and gathering to do at the local um, uh, food plains. But anyway, on the way home, I've got a little bit of a wind tunnel, which usually works in the opposite direction. And it's a slight uphill. I stopped pedalling and kept going down the street. 
it was a bit spooky though because you get one of those a building on a corner you know you're going to get across windows you go through it anyway it was quite fun and I got home all right <laughs> I had uh, I was teaching someone to use their gears and we were on a flat section of the Merry Creek path but up past Faulkner so up on the plateau and um, oh yeah so in in heading north we had, and I was explaining a Dutch hill. So even though we have no hill here, you will get to practice your gears because of the wind. And then when we turn around, you get to sail all, all the, way the way in the other direction. Yeah. I'm going to have to add that to my lexicon. A Dutch hill. That's that just sounds good. <laughs> ah, look, there's a fair bit happening around uh, Melbourne, or uh, around um, uh, redesigning our streets and local councils. There's a lot happening everywhere at all levels. Um, In today's news, I think one thing um, that's a bit east of here, but uh, is interesting, the Suburban Rail Loop is uh, looking Uh, for feedback on the plans for the neighbourhoods that will surround the new stations along the project. Six draft plans have been released for the stations in the first eastern phase of the project. So these are at Cheltenham, Clayton, Monash, Glen Waverley, Burwood and Box Hill. And the plans include um, active transport networks being delivered within 1.6 kilometres of those stations and integration with the train system. So this is the sort of multimodal travel that people often um, wonder at in the Netherlands where, you know, so many people ride to the station and the combination of a bike and a train makes that sort of active transport so much more possible for people, particularly in these sorts of outer eastern suburbs. So there's um, an opportunity to give some feedback uh, on the precinct vision documents for each station, and it's really important that bike riders do because this is a good opportunity for suburbs that often don't have great active transport options. Uh, We'll post a link up to that but in the meantime if you're looking for it you'll find it in the newsroom on the bicycle network website there we go um it's quite easy to find what's uh, suburban rail loop east um and look a little bit dissimilar for some reaches out for feedback series of questions a grading of questions so quite easy to do and plenty of room for you to add your own comments, lo- comments and, and ideas. local ideas at the bottom. Yeah. But a survey that would take you not more than 15 or 20 minutes, I would imagine, if that. And uh, good to see that sort of consultation around that sort of integration. Often when these things are released for consultation as active transport users, we're having to suggest that integration, whereas it's it's already being been, considered. Yep. Um, and... Uh, this is an opportunity to make sure it works really well. Yeah, and look up from a look at the, a good uh, focus on. I think it's about one point two kilometres around those stations, and making sure that last kilometre is really uh, safe and effective. Yeah, yeah. And another opportunity for consultation, um, and an unusual one, is coming from the federal government. So the federal government. Um, <laughs> Val's gasping for no, air. <laughs> um, 
federal government is interested in hearing your views on the decarbonisation of all modes of transport, light vehicle, heavy vehicle, aviation, maritime and rail, freight and supply chains, active transport planning and supporting infrastructure. And there's a, a portal at which you can provide that feedback and give them some information. So, again, um, it would be great to have a bit more federal government involvement in yep. uh, encouraging and uh, facilitating active transport. Um, and obviously the opportunities around uh, individual active transport, but also in thinking about freight and supply chains, you can think about last kilometre, the use of electric cargo bikes and all those yep. sorts of uh, opportunities as well. And on the other side, of thing, I think they've made a recommitment or it's been refocused on again now the idea of um, getting a decline in road deaths. Um, I think, oh look, I'm, my, this is, might be off the top of my head, but I think at one stage, the, between the states and the federal government, they were committed to try to drop it by 30%, which seemed to be a big um, get. But I saw it again the other day, another recommitment. Um, and did I think I saw that somewhere that they've still got funding for black spots and uh, yeah, improvements. Black spot, black spot funding is uh, ongoing and councils get to apply for it um, once an area has been identified as a black spot. Um, I do sort of wonder a bit about people having to compete for funding to address a black spot. Like if it's already been identified as being that dangerous, yep. we could just fix it. Um, we'll put up a link to the online portal for the Transport and Infrastructure Net Zero Roadmap and Action Plan. Um, it's a, a lightish survey, but it's a it's a survey we haven't had before and it's an opportunity to yep. get things started. Also, more locally, for those who use the Darabin Creek Path, oh, yeah. there is a section um, near Tamar Street in Bandura where a developer's built some units right up to a sharp corner and, and indeed the balcony on one unit hangs over the bike path. So you're doing... So you're on the bike path doing an, almost a 90-degree corner. Turn. Yep. Um, and now that the developer's built up to that boundary, you can't actually see around the corner. Yep. Um, it's a very odd construction. But the developer has finally commenced work in realigning the trail at that section near Tamar Street in Bandura. There's currently a detour via Glen Crescent and... Um, Hopefully the realignment significantly improves the poor sight lines there. There you go. It's all for news. We're going to be back in a second to have a look at uh, Marybeck. Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday. And you're back. 
listening to the dead air radio station of Theresia. And <laughs> so, and <laughs> I think that's a bit unfair on uh, all the other presenters, Val. <laughs> it is too. Oh, don't worry, I'm the king of dead air. Um, it's a pause. It's a it's a peaceful pause. A lot of people appreciate those. It is silence is gold. <laughs> um, Mary Beck, a roadmap yeah. for the future. Oh, look, maybe not so much. Um, so the Marybeck Draft Transport Strategy is out for consultation at the moment. You can give your feedback on that until December 24th, just before Christmas. And it's an interesting strategy um, in comparison especially to earlier ones. It's, it's, um, oh, it's very hard to grapple with. It's, um, it doesn't feel particularly ambitious for Marybeck. It's, yeah. um, and for a council that's always prided itself, not just around transport, but in other areas on being a leader, it's uh, a very quiet strategy. It's It seems to be describing more of the same. Um, there's some, I mean, it's there's some decent things mentioned, but there's nothing nothing is prioritized, nothing is headlined, nothing is more important than anything else. Mm. Um, it's based around values, six values, great values, very very worthwhile values. Um, but uh, and I guess one way to dive into it is to have a look. There's a section specifically on the cycling network. And so just some of my concerns, are, um, you know, it it starts off by framing the cycling network as an existing relatively high-quality cycle network compared to most councils in Australia. And, you know, I think for most people who um, live in Meribach and think about cycling, you know, the, the problem is that the cycle network that's been talked about, written about in strategies since the 1990s um, doesn't exist yet and hasn't been built. Yeah. So, you know, of that existing network, the bulk is made up of shared paths on the boundaries along the Ring Road, down the Marie and Mooney Ponds Creeks and along the Park Street Capital City Trail. Now, shared paths are not part of a high-quality no. cycling network. They have served us very well, Um in many of those areas, they are really being uh, stretched to and showing the limitations of a shared path when you yep. actually have decent numbers of people walking and riding. Um, but they're not... I don't think there's anyone who, when looking at a high-quality cycling network, would see shared paths being no. part of it. There's... The spine down the upfield, which again is a shared path except for two kilometres that the state government recently upgraded. Um, And off that we have some protected bike lanes, O'Hay Street, a bit of Pentridge Boulevard and Dawson Street and then a couple of shared paths like on Albion Street and some shared paths in Glenroy. So if you can picture that, and it's a shame the strategy doesn't include a map, I think it's very clear that there are enormous swathes of Marybeck for where there is no cycling network. And we see this when we when people um, are asked what it would take for them to ride in Marybeck. 
you know, we see huge numbers saying they're interested, but they don't feel safe doing so. Yeah. And they want to be able to ride without having to interact with heavy traffic or fast-moving yeah. traffic. And what that tells you is that that person, when they're looking at the, at standing at their front door, they cannot identify this cycling network. They cannot see it within no. reach of where they are. Um, obviously, the 40k per hour speed limits being rolled out across Marybeck on local roads will help towards that. But um, I don't think you can describe the existing high-quality cycle network. Yeah for Mary Beck and comparing it to other councils in Australia well the bar is so low it's yep. um, that's an odd sort of claim to make um, it's interesting that it the strategy talks about four networks the driving network the cycling network the walking network and the public transport network and the Cycling network is the only one that's described in these glowing terms, whereas it's the only network that doesn't yet exist uh. and hasn't been built. So um, it's an interesting frame. The um, goes on to talk about expanding and improving on the network, um, which is fine, but you know, really, it's about building the network in the first place, um, and. It then goes on to talk about ways in which you would choose what infrastructure would go on what street. So certain streets, depending on the volume of traffic, the speed of traffic and some other factors, would have um, a protected bike lane. Another street might be a greenway with traffic calming and and another area you might have a shared path. But there's no discussion about what this network is to be. And where is it to be built? And yeah. and even what are the criteria for deciding how to build where this network should be? You know, there's uh, five uh, considerations that are generally considered when designing bike infrastructure, and that's the safety, directness is incredibly important, cohesion, so that's the connections, yep. comfort, and attractiveness. Now, there's no discussion of any of those or of where this network in the future plans to be. Uh Um, So no way for you to know what the plan is for the network. There's a draft action plan that lists some projects to be done over the next four years. But again, and it lists a couple, but it doesn't mention where they sit into this network. And a priority. What connection they would make and complete, what role they would play and why they're important. Um, So I think um, it's, yeah, I find the discussion of the cycle network in Marybeck a bit baffling, especially compared to the urgency and ambition in some of the earlier. It strikes me as a bit funny. Look, just, um, you know, just on a historical content... I'm struggling to remember the last separated lane built in Marybeck. Well, during COVID, they built two. Oh, true. Yep. And uh, three, sorry, three. And two of those have now been made permanent. So they will be being um, re, not rebuilt, but um, the permanent version will be, will be installed. Yep. Uh, there's a great one on Dawson Street that connects the upfield 
down past Aramati University, Brunswick Secondary College and the Child Care Centre. So a really oh, important yeah. role yeah. in helping people be able to move safely from the upfield to those destinations. Yep. Um, and then another one up on Northumberland Road that connects the existing sections of the shared paths in Glenroy down yep. onto a shared path along the West Bank Creek to several schools, Pasco Vale Girls' School and some primary schools, and to a lot of destinations along that route. Uh, I would have said years ago that Marybeck had a... The southern part of the um, council was a little bit different to the northern part, but that bit's, that's changed in the last five years, hasn't it? In you know, well, there's... <coughs> You could get to a stage in Marybeck where you actually were not in a city anymore, although it is now. And the traffic conditions changed. Yeah. And now they're actually much more similar. Yeah, I guess, you know, in the south, Brunswick was built at a time where people walked everywhere or rode a horse. And... um, and the the scale of the streets reflects that. Yeah. Uh, it's often quite congested, but the traffic tends to be very slow. And uh, I think it feels safer and easier to move around or to find a route by bike. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the northern parts of Marybeck were built at a time where it was envisaged that every household would have one car and that car would be used to move around in. Yeah. And the roads reflect that. Um, it is, it's it's an interesting area. There, there's often much larger cars, and they tend to travel faster. But there are pockets where things can work quite well for people using active transport. But as soon as you need to move onto one of those larger roads or um, arterials, then it's it can it's feel different. very different. Yeah. yeah. There's some great, like I just mentioned, the West Bend Creek shared path. Now that that links up to the shared path up into Glenroy, you know, there's these great little sections that have been done um, that are quite effective at providing an opportunity to get to several destinations locally. Uh, and but what we often hear at Marybeck Bug from people is and West Brunswick was a particular example, Um, you know, getting the kids to the local primary school, we can find a safe route through the back streets or along these creeks and that. But when that kid needs needs to go to Brunswick Secondary or Coburg High and travel across the city... It's different. Suddenly there's no safe route and they're 13 and expected to ride on the road. Yeah. So, and that's one of, you know, is... That's sort of the perfect illustration of how this cycling network doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Because you you have pockets that work well, but you don't have the facility to move across the city. And if you do, it's sometimes redirected in the way that will cause the least disruption to other modes of transport. Whereas, you know, we know for bike routes to work, they have to be direct. Yeah. And connected. And connected, yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot more to unpack in there but um, we'll put a link up so people who are interested can have a look definitely worth having a look with and giving some feedback on 
And if they got a timeline for this, it's there's no timeline on it. Yeah, the yeah. consultation's open till the 24th of December. Yep. The final strategy they're hoping will go to council early next year to be voted on. Mm. Yep. We will look forward to uh, that coming to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd I'd like to see. A, a bit more ambition and uh, some clearer ideas about how the cycling network in particular is what it's going to look like and um, also how um, Mary Beck plan to do this and what are their priorities yeah. going to be. Yeah, it looks a little bit wishy-washy. Mm. Yeah, it for me. Um, we've got a couple of events Yep. So, uh, Streets Alive, Darabin. Ah, good. Are having a meet-up at 6.30 on Thursday, the 14th of December at the Wesleyan Beer Garden. There you go. So, that's a really good uh, um, thing to get along, have a chat to people interested in having better streets in uh, Darabin. Um, not just about bike riding. It's, no. you know, all sorts of active transport, improving the greenery, improving the coolness and the way the streets work for people to live, work and socialise in. And very much focused on a local area. Yeah. Yep. And um, so a good opportunity to hear what they're doing and maybe get involved. Um, and it's, uh, look, uh, it's probably one of the ones if you do want to get involved, it's a good way in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No. And also this Friday the 15th at Coburg Night Market in Marybeck, uh, Marybeck Bug will have a stall. They'll be doing free bike checks oh, yep. by volunteer mechanics. So you can dust off your bike and uh, have someone look over it. We'll let you know if you do need to take it to a bike shop. But if it's something we can do, yep. we'll get it going. Um, there will also be Marybeck Bug's world-famous Badges being given away for free, and a new tote, a Sydney Road tote, is going that Mary Beckbug are um, getting produced as we speak. Um, that will be available for sale. Lots of information, and also if you do want to talk to someone about the Mary Beckbug transport strategy, yep, then uh, there'll be plenty of people there to chat to. What's the feeling amongst the bug? I think people are a bit flummoxed, <laughs> disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's uh it's it's hard to find the ambition. It it reads like more of the same. Not more of the same in terms of strategies, more of the same in terms of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Not a breakout. No. No, not continuing that desire to really change things and transform. Yeah. Opportunities for people to move around. We live in interesting times. We do. (laughs) Always always another consultation or submission to fill in. And I know we've mentioned a lot this program and it can feel like you're endlessly doing them. Um, But they are opportunities uh, and uh, I think we have to make the most of them. Yes, and the, the important part about it is when people try to put forward proposals if you haven't got the statistical backing or the feedback or the surveys, you're just not listened to. Yep. I mean, it's hard to get listened to even if you have those numbers, but it does make a difference if you do complete the surveys. Yeah. 
And that's all we have time for today. It is. Um, next up is Shebop. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Two weeks? No. No. We won't be, we'll, no be. we'll be back on the 8th of January. Yes. Chris will be up next week. And then we have some amazing shows over Christmas and the New Year that Chris will be able to fill you in on there. Um going to be really informative and useful, especially if you're interested in e-bikes. Of which the whole world is going crazy about. So they should. Take care. Have an enjoyable uh, festive break. And we'll see you on the other side. We'll see you on the other side in 2024. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.